come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will return to our series, The Life Of. We will be discussing the life of persecution. We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And yep, you guessed it, we're talking about the life of persecution. I'm so happy that we have we are now getting back to our series on the life of. I think it was very important that we continue that series. But we had a couple Thursdays in there and a couple key key moments and, and events that we wanted to cover with you as well. So we wanted to be well-rounded and give you it all. So without further ado, what is the meaning of persecution? Hostility and ill treatment, especially because of race, political, or religious beliefs. We can find this biblically in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 12. Persecution, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, Lystra, the persecution I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. I hate to start this lesson off with what many may consider to be bad news for Christians. Technically, nothing we do for God is bad news. So, spoiler alert. It may seem bad to those going through the persecution, but they have to keep their eyes on the prize, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ. The scripture couldn't be clearer, so I will read that part again. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. Did you hear that? Not some, but all. How many situations have you saved yourself from today, yesterday, last year, or 10 years ago? I'm pretty sure it wasn't 100% and not all of them. That's really not the point here. Because if we truly think about all the good Jesus has done, the dangers he kept us from, a little persecution on behalf of God's kingdom is a walk in the park. Jesus suffered the ultimate persecution along with being publicly ridiculed by being nailed to the cross for all to see and witness. That is persecution. So the next time you want to consider your persecution to be bad, go read the Bible, Matthew chapter 27, verses 27 through 56, and read about Jesus' persecution. We got you here at the PNT Podcast Studio. Yep, we got that scripture. We, we looked it up for you so, you, so you wouldn't have to waste any time searching for the scripture. Let's look at Matthew 5, verses 10 through 12. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me, which is Jesus Christ. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Many went through this before you got here. So you, this, is, this isn't something new. This scripture teaches itself. Everything you do for God and his kingdom, he is obligated to bless you. This promise is nothing like the ones your parents offer you, where you must do several things to be rewarded or blessed. Like clean your room, keep your grades, keep your attitude in check. See, that's a lot to go through. But those are things you should do, okay? So I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. You should do those things. 
My young Lord listeners, you're not the first people to be persecuted on God's behalf. Go read it in the Bible for yourselves. If what you are supposing to do in the name of God that's not directly related to God's plan, don't do it. Because that won't get you rewarded and it won't get you eternal life. So before you even think about that, don't do it. God is not driven or compelled to intervene in situations you create without first consulting him, basically praying and talking to him. So as we go to break, I want you to think about the persecution you may be enduring right now and what's on the horizon so so that you can, number one, pray your way out of it, and number two, prepare spiritually for the future. So don't go nowhere. We'll be right back to continue this lesson on the life of persecution. We are back live in the PNT podcast studio after that short break and after that power-packed first segment. We're going to look at some practical ways to live a life of persecution. I know this seems like an odd one to have to figure out some ways to successfully navigate a life that is filled with persecution for the sake of God and his kingdom. If this is all God's plan, why hasn't he figured this out and gave us the blueprint? I know. Great question. Well, he actually did. John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You have to remember that. Jesus walked on this earth so he can know what it would be like to be human. It's up to us to follow the example. Wait a minute. The perfect example provided by Jesus. So let's look at these practical ways. I got five listed today for you. Number one, love and trust God. I have to say this is something Jesus couldn't have done any better. He trusted God with every ounce of his body and soul. We all know the story of Jesus when he was 13 in the synagogue with the religious leaders. He was always about his heavenly father's business. Trust can only come from love. So that's why they're connected. You have to love and trust God just as Jesus did. Number two, pray to God. There are several times noted in the Bible where Jesus had to get away from the hustle and bustle of the everyday grind of winning souls. This doesn't mean Jesus grew weary. He spent time talking to God to ensure he followed the plan to the T. That's what we got to do better. We have to listen to God and do exactly what he says, not a version of it. If God wants you to live this life, he is obligated to tell you how to do it, even if it means helping you through the persecution. That is, that is God's obligation. Number three, use the scriptures. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord, paraphrasing, lean not to your own understanding. What does that tell us? If God is truly obligated, then it only makes sense that he prepared the manual for you to follow, which is the Bible. It's when we start thinking outside of God's plan when we find ourselves in the most trouble. And we can't blame God for that. You should already be reading the Bible. We talked about this for a whole year since we started this. Even before we started this podcast, you should have been reading the Bible. This should give you the additional push you need to be more consistent in reading the Bible, my young loyal listeners. Number four, choose your friends wisely. This is huge. How you pick your friends can play a big part in how you deal with certain things in your life. Yes, they can influence you. They can have positive and negative influences. The friends can motivate you to stay the course, and they can also be like Job's friends and tell you to curse God and die. Job 2, 11-13. Basically, these friends can tell you to give up all hope that your situation can turn around or get better. And we know Job's situation got a lot better. It took 42 chapters, but it got better before the end. 
You need friends that will hold you accountable and keep you focused on the bigger picture that extends beyond you. Yes, God's plan extends beyond little old you and little old me. And number five, remember others. Probably the easiest, and it ties back to number three, to use the Bible. What's in the Bible that is so great is the fact that it lists several individuals that have been right where you are and was able to deal with it and handle the persecution for the greater good of God's kingdom. Just know that you are not all alone and the, and the ones that came before you can say this to you if they could speak. It would be this. I've been there, basically where you are right now. I felt that, yep, been persecuted just like you and been through that. Yep, they came out of it golden and they got all the t-shirts to show it. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? Thanks, Minister Bennett. That was awesome. You know how I do. I went in a different direction for being persecuted. I wanted our young people to understand that with what we as Christians have to endure from others, meaning the way that they persecute or treat us for various reasons, we need to learn how to not allow those things, words, actions to affect us and to affect who we are. We need to understand if we take in, reflect, meditate on the harsh things someone has said about us or the things that they have done to us, it can mess with our heads. It can mess with our thoughts. It can mess with the way we see ourselves. And that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to be secure in who we are, be comfortable in the skin we're in, know who and whose we are. He created us. He knows every hair on our head. He loves us just the way we are. We get enough persecution from the world. We don't need to persecute ourselves. Will we make mistakes? You know we will. But will we allow those mistakes to stop us from asking for forgiveness and believing that we are forgiven? Or will we allow that mistake to persecute us? I know you are like, what? How can a mistake persecute me? Well, believe it or not, one mistake can have a lasting life-changing effect. They can make us or break us. They can take our thinking and make it go into a whole nother level. Our mistakes can make us by learning from it, changing our thinking, and moving in a positive direction. Our mistakes can break us by continually reliving it in our minds daily, therefore persecuting ourselves that we become stuck and can't move forward. Don't persecute yourself. Know your self-worth. Change your thinking. No one can do that but you. Think positive, not negative. Learn to hold your head up and be proud to be called a child of God. Don't let the words or the actions of another shape who God needs you to be. He has a work for you. Just as he was persecuted by many and some were his so-called friends, we will be persecuted as well. And as you know, Jesus came out on top and as his children, we will too. Start by changing the way you see yourself and begin to see yourself the way God sees you. And don't forget, we answer your questions or read your comments on the fourth or fifth week of each month. Don't worry, you can remain anonymous, no pressure. Drop us a line at pntpodcast2020 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. In summary, the importance of knowing how to live a life of persecution. What is life without persecution? I know, a strange question. No one goes through life wanting to be persecuted, let alone mistreated or hated. Probably the better question to ask is, 
What am I doing right for God that would cause another to want to persecute or hate me for my belief in Jesus Christ? If one fears men's persecution, there will be much he or she will never do great for God. All that one does for God arouses persecution. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques is used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.